Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Church on the Lawn, everybody. Here we are again, another wonderful Sunday. We're going to start out with we'll some worship. Uh, the first song is called How Great is Our God. How Great is Our God. That, isn't that, that's, that's exactly what we need to know today. Here we go. Here we are, and we have a beautiful lawn here where we can just celebrate and 
and, and, and be glorious to our God. Hey, this next one, just kind of contemplate a little bit what he's done for us. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. See, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. It's grace that taught my soul to fear. Grace my fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour that I first believed. Isn't that something how grace does appear? A change are gone, I've been set free. My God, my Ransom me and like the flood as mercy reigns and any love amazing grace it's about grace it really is the Lord has promised good to me my word my hope is secured I will my shield and portion be as long as life endures you see my chains are gone I'll be set free my God my to me and like the flood is mercy reigns amazing grace amazing grace I change on God I will be set free my God my Savior ransom me An ending love, amazing grace. The earth soon will dissolve like snow. The sun forbear to shine. But God called me. Ever for be mine, ever for be mine. You are forever mine. Amazing grace. That's what we're given, right? We have a mighty Savior. We really do. And He can get us through anything that we're dealing with. Today's times are nothing because He's here with us, right? Let's sing about our mighty Savior. Everyone needs some compassion, a love that's never failing. 
Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, kindness of a Savior, hope of the nations. Here we go. Come on now. Get up out of your chairs, everybody. Come on. Here we go. Here we go. Our Savior, He can move the mountain. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. He has conquered the grave. Come on now. So take it as you find me, all my fears and failures. The life and fill it again. Give it life and I'll follow everything I believe in. No, I surrender. You gotta surrender to God. You gotta surrender to get it. Here we go. Oh, He's my Savior. He can move a mountain. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save. He said forever. He's the author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Savior, he can move the mountain. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation he rose and conquered the grave jesus conquered the grave oh come on now shine your light let the world see we're singing to the glory of our risen king come on now shine your light let the world see we are singing for the glory of the risen king all you out in the cars come on now here we go savior he can move the mountains come on now our god is mighty to save he is mighty to save forever Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Save, he can move the mountain. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. Let the world see. We are singing for the glory of the risen King. Sing to His glory now. Shine your light. Let the world see. We're singing to the glory of the risen King. One more time. Let the world see. We're singing to the glory of the risen King. singing to the glory of the risen King. Amen, everybody. That's right. 
Can you all hear me? You know? There we go. All right. Welcome to church. It's so good to see everybody. I see people on the lawn. I see hands coming out of cars. I see all kinds of stuff. Um, well, it's good to see you all. Uh, one thing I just we wanted to remind you all of, I know you know what it says in 2 Timothy 1.7. Uh, it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Right now, uh, there's two battles going on. There's the battle against the coronavirus, and there's the battle against the fear of coronavirus. So we have to remember that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's there to protect us, right? So we need to make sure that we're staying in the word, that we're, um, that we're just maintaining a spirit of uh, power, love, and a sound mind, even in the midst of all this going on. So we just wanted to remind you of that. Uh, you know, be careful, be cautious, but don't be afraid. Um, also, I just really wanted to give a shout out and a thank you to both Ron and my cousin Bill. Uh, Ron and Bill have been doing so much behind the scenes to make this all work for us to be doing the church on the lawn and to be doing our broadcast. Uh, Ron's been give, uh, loaning us equipment to help us with this. My cousin Bill is a major in computer science and has figured everything out. I go to him and I'm like, Bill, can we do this? And he's like, sure, just give me a week. <laughs> and they're like seemingly impossible tasks for uh, my parents and I, but for him, he really is able to figure things out. And so we're just so thankful to him. Um, and uh, we're today, um, I don't know if you have seen this in the emails and on social media, but I'm going to be interviewing my dad about his time in high school. So we're going a little bit back to our high school days today um, just to, and the whole point is really to let the youth know, like, we know that you're going through a lot right now in high school, um, but we've all had to go through it. Even, even some of the strongest, most mature Christians have had to go through high school. Uh, so we want my dad, my dad and I are going to be talking about our time. And one thing I was thinking about was, when I was younger and in high school, I used to pick up my cousin Bill uh, to go to church every Sunday. It was a half hour all the way out to Temple City and a half hour back. And because he was real quiet, I used to tease him to try and get him to respond or to say something. And I used to, call, I used to tell him, hey, Billy Willie full of chili. <laughs> um, so the point I wanted to make is you need to be careful what you do when you're in high school and who you tease because you never know. They may come back and really help you someday, all right? So even in high school, be nice to uh, your family members and your friends and everyone in school. Uh, be kind to them. Uh, so just the announcements. Prayer uh, is uh, this Tuesday at 7 o'clock. If you can join at 6.50, if you need help, you can call Pastor Charlie or Jeannie. And then same thing with Bible study at 6.50. That'd be great on Wednesday night. Uh, like I said before, I'm going to be doing the uh, youth and young adult broadcast. Sully just needs a break this week. He's been doing it uh, quite a bit. So we're just going to maybe trade off him and I for a little bit just to do something different and to give him a break. I'm going to be interviewing my dad about his time in high school, uh, what he remembers. Uh, that's good, yeah. What he remembers about high school, what his biggest accomplishment was, what one piece of advice he would tell his high school self. My dad over here is dancing and like cheering and doing all kinds of stuff for those who are at home. Um, and so, and he's also going to tell you what he learned about his battle with cancer, what he learned from God through his battle with cancer. So uh, it's going to be a really great time. I'm going to share some things about what I remember about high school as well. Uh, so please tune in on the uh, Instagram broadcast. You just search for New Heart N-E-W. H-E-A-R-T, the number four Y-O-U on Instagram, and it should be posted to Facebook afterwards as well. Um, we're also actually working on a YouTube channel to make it easier for you watching from home. We're, we haven't gotten the kinks um, figured out yet, but we're working on that as well uh, to broadcast live on YouTube. So you can watch it on your big screen TV at home if you're not able to make it to church. Um, yeah, so then also remember Lily Goucher is going to be doing the uh, elementary and toddler broadcast on Facebook at 1230 as well today. And the, to the topic is stay on the path. And my topic for the youth and young adults is don't tell it like it is, all right? So many times everybody says, hey, just tell it like it is, or I'm just telling it like it is. But we have to know that our words have power and um, 
We need to speak life over people and, and over ourselves. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And then lastly, tithes and offerings. Again, I'm just going to remind you, you can give your tithes in this red box here on the lawn. If you bring your own pen, you can fill it out and put it in that red box. You can go online. I think Bill should be putting up uh, the website right now uh, for newheartforyou.com. And if you just click Give Online, you can give your tithes and offerings online. You can also mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard in Covina, California, 91722. And so that's all I have. Um, now what we're going to do is we're going to have my mom come up, and she's going to do a little encouragement for the women. Uh, we're not able to have women's events right now. Um, we're not able to have men's events. We're not able to do youth or elementary. So we're trying to, you know, give you all some encouragement and some um, some uh, a message from the word that's applicable directly to you. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. Amen. I'm happy to be here today to speak to the women of the church and all women listening in. And of course, hi, my brothers in the Lord also. <laughs> Don't want to leave them out for sure. Um, I just wanted to encourage the ladies today. Uh, I've been spending some time with the Lord over these last, what, three or four months. I've had more time um, to spend in the Word and just learning things from the Lord that um, I'm strengthening. I'm being strengthened. And that's what I want to encourage the women today, to be strengthened in the Lord. That's a blessing from Him. We're going to talk about um, His power today. And in Luke 10, 19, ladies, it says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And uh, Jesus said this to, the, to us, and I was looking at it, and I said, over all the power of the enemy. I mean, that, that's pretty amazing, you know. Uh, raise the dead, um, heal people, um, you know, speak the word. Do all those things that Jesus did, command and make, like he, for example, he commanded the sea to be quiet. I've, I've done that. I've commanded in the name of Jesus on Sunday it won't rain, in Jesus' name. And the Lord always comes through. So the word of God works. The word of God works. Um, the Bible also says in 1 John 4.4, 4, Little children, you are from God. You are from God and have overcome them, for greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. The greater one lives on the inside of us. And I think a lot of times we forget that. We need to realize that whatever we say, God is inside of us. And his power is great. The Bible calls uh, God's power dunamis. And I think you guys have learned that before. Dunamis, it means dynamite. And it means um, dynamic. So that dunamis power that's on the inside of you is like dynamite. It blows things up. Isn't that what dynamite does? Well, the, the power of God on the inside, it blows up sickness. It, it destroys disease. It, it uh, gets rid of lack. It gets rid of depression. It gets rid of all those things that would try and keep us from serving the Lord. You know, the enemy, he tries to steal our joy, our love, our peace, everything. And we're supposed to walk in the spirit and, and carry those things with us. So when the enemy comes against us and tries to take those things away, we have to speak in the name of Jesus with the power of God to tell him, get out. I'm not going to be depressed today. You know, get out. I'm not going to look at my circumstances today. I believe in the end I'm a victor. I fight the good fight of faith today. And what that means is in the end it's good and I win. That's why it's a good fight. Because in the end, we win. And so um, just wanted to share a little personal story with you about me. I mentioned this, I think it was two years ago in Women's Fellowship. But at one time in my life, I did um, struggle with a clinical depression in my life. Don't know where it came from. Don't care. <laughs> but, um, you know, what happened was um, it just came on me. I think it might have had something to do with my brother. He died in a plane crash. Uh, when he was like 41 years old. And so I think that it affected me. Um, 
you know, I was very sad and it was a hard time. And so um, there were some other things going on in my life. But, you know, the thing that happened is I woke up one day and I was in a dark hole. I couldn't see light. It was dark. And I told my husband, I go, I don't know what's going on, but I've just got to stay in the word and I've got to fight this thing off. So I kept I kept speaking the word. I kept speaking the power of God. That power that was on the inside of me, I, I just kept saying it every day. Lord, I'm healed by your stripes, and I know that you want me to have joy. You don't want me to be in this bad place. So I just kept doing that. I, I, I did have to go to the doctor to get some help while I was believing God. I went. I got some medicine to help me through that time. And then one day, I just kept praying and then believing God. And one day, I woke up, and I didn't take my medicine. And then two days, three days, four days, five days. I didn't even realize I wasn't taking it anymore. And then I was, like, totally healed from it. Never has come back. Never had depression again. I've had the joy of the Lord. And I just want to encourage anyone today that is in depression or sickness or, you know, has a disease or a bad report from the doctor Whatever it is, God has you in his hand. And he has given you the tool on the inside of you, his power. He has given you his power to overcome whatever it is that comes against you. Right now, I just want to pray in the name of Jesus for anyone who has depressed depression or sickness today. In Jesus' name, I command it to go in Jesus' name. And I say that you are free you are free from that oppression. I don't know who's looking today or who's listening, but who's ever out there in the camera or here on the lawn, God is with you, and he will help you overcome, and he will help you win the good fight of faith. So when we meditate and speak the word and we command something to happen, it will happen if we expect it. Now, if we're not expecting anything, guess what? <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. We have to expect and believe that we do our part. We obey God. We speak it out. And then God backs it up with his part. He's got the power. We don't have the power. He said in his word, I give you power. That means I give you my power, his power to tread on serpents and scorpions. So we're not alone in it. I think a lot of times when we're confessing the word, we think we're alone. We're not alone in it. He's with us, and he will back us up. So uh, we want to continue to do that. Um, you know, talking about the power of God, I wanted to give one more example real quick, and then we'll go to the close. But um, I, had a, I met a girl in, uh, when I worked for DMV way back when, when my son was just this wee small. Um, but um, I, I <laughs> she became a friend of mine. We had lunch like almost every day, and we would talk about the Lord. Well, she w she was more into the Eastern religions, and I and then one day, the Lord told me to ask her to go to church, and I did. I asked her, and she goes, "You know what? I'm tired of you talking to me about God. I don't want to hear it anymore. Let's just be friends, but let's not talk about God anymore." I said, "Okay, that's fine with me." But I kept speaking. I said, "Lord." I believe she will come to church, and I believe she will get saved. So about four months later, um, I was sitting in the, uh, you know, the lunchroom by myself, and she came up to me, and she goes, can you tell me the address to your church? <laughs> and I was like, yes, and I'll meet you there too. And so I met her there. That day she accepted the Lord. She gave her heart to the Lord. And um, she stayed at the church for four or five years, and then she was still there when Pastor Chuck and I moved on. But anyway, um, to close, because I know my lovely husband's waiting for me, I just want to encourage the ladies during the coronavirus, um, there are ways that you can still occupy till he comes. There's ways that you can still do things for him. Of course, grow in your faith. Don't waste time during the day. Listen to the word. Read the word. Listen to teachers that teach faith, not teachers that you know, teach doubt. Continue to serve others. Like, like Charles was saying, don't be afraid. You know, be safe. If, if somebody needs help, help them, but do it safely. That's the best way to do it. 
if people are sick, I know people have mentioned to me on the phone, I'm not feeling good, you know, yada, yada, yada. I, I, what I, I do is I say, okay, let's pray, you know, before I get off the phone. Pray with people when they're not feeling good or if they're going through something. Pray with them. Help them. Encourage them. Help them get over it. There's a lot of uh, healing scriptures in the Bible that you can look up to use. Um, now, some online ideas, and then I'm going to close. Um, you know, here at church, <laughs> we have this beautiful Facebook. And at the end, every week, Pastor Chuck gives an altar call. It would be great as a ministry or just as evangelism to send those people the link so they can, people that maybe aren't saved or people from or that are looking for churches, send them the link so they can uh, receive salvation. That is the most important thing, that people are getting saved and that we're bringing people to the Lord. Um, two other things, you can create your own tract for online, create a tract about with your, with your message on it, with your testimony, and send it out online to people that you know and people that maybe um, you used to know a long time ago and let them know what you're doing. And then another thing, I learned to make, create videos when I did the women's, um, when I did the women's uh, picture book uh, this year on Mother's Day. And I want to continue to do that. And any of you can also do that. Uh, on a video to teach the word of God or to talk about the word of God and then send it out. Anyway, those are my thoughts and my ideas. Um, I think I'll send those out to you ladies so you'll have them. And just remember, God's power is available to you every day. Uh, he can make your dreams come true. He can help you overcome. And if you start planning your future, you know, with his power, your life will change. Uh, one, um, and uh, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much. One, um, one, one announcement is we will, we're looking at having a women's fellowship on the lawn in 2020. So um, hopefully that will work out. And we just wanted to let you know that. We don't have a date yet, but it will, we believe it's going to happen. In Jesus' name, amen. Beautiful. That's wonderful, Marianne. Good encouragement. Yeah. Give her a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. I, are you fired up? I'm fired up. I was on deck, but I was ready to go. You know, I mean, I was excited. I mean, hit that ball. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. It's good to see everyone out. I have a good message for you. Uh, you know, it takes time to work these messages up. You know, it's just like it doesn't just come overnight. You know, I spend the whole week studying, praying, and asking the Lord, what does these, uh, what do your people need? So hopefully this will minister to you. And I have a high school story to tell it uh, as well. But let's just pray right now. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that as we come before you, that we will have words from you that will encourage your people. And I just thank you that you give them, give me those words. In Jesus' name, I pray. And all agreed said, amen. So the title of today's message is, who are your friends? You know the old saying, birds of a feather flock together. But how many of you know your friends can help you or they can hurt you? Or they can lift you up or they can bring you down. So we're going to look at how people have inf can influence you, the type of people that you need around you and, uh, and, and with you. So I was thinking as my son was saying, we're going to interview about what I did in high school. And I was thinking, I go, there was one guy that got me into so much trouble. Seemed like everything he thought of w was trouble. But he's such a nice guy. You know, he's just like, he made it seem like what we were doing was good. So one day he says to me, he goes, let's do a phony announcement, an announcement that they, they broadcast over the whole school through the intercom. Do they still have that? At the end of the school, they, they, they have announcements. He said, let's put a phony announcement in there about our teacher. Tell him that there's going to be a Spanish club meeting in his, his, his room after class. I go, okay, that sounds like fun. See, see, see what he would do. So anyway, in the middle of the class, I raise my hand up and I go, Mr. Moser, is there going to be a Spanish club meeting today? He goes, no, there's no Spanish club meeting today. I go, okay. So... 
a little while later, my friend Steve Burnett raises his hand and he goes, Mr. Moser, is there a Spanish club meeting today? He goes, there's no Spanish club meeting today. Okay, so then towards the end, just before the announcements, our other friend, our other partner in crime, raises his hand. Mr. Moser, is there going to be a Spanish club meeting today? He said, no, there is no Spanish club meeting today. Read my lips, right? <laughs> so at the end of the day, we close our books. We get ready for the announcements, and they go through. And just at the end, you know it, here it comes. There'll be a Spanish club meeting today in room 22, Mr. Moser's room. Please bring your number two pencil. You know, the first thing out, he looked at me and he goes, Cazero and Burnett, you stay after class. I go, how'd you know? I'm thinking, how do you know it was me and, and Burnett? We told him we were just, you know, we heard that there was going to be a Spanish club meeting. So we denied, 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 you know. And so finally... He said, okay, and uh, what I, I didn't know is he went down to the bulletin uh, room and looked at the piece of paper that uh, my friend wrote it on. And uh, so the next day he comes and he says, this looks like you guys' handwriting. We go, no, 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 watch, we'll, 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 do what we'll write and you can match our handwriting. And so, you know, you know, the dumbest criminals, my friend pulls out the other half of the paper that we used to do the announcement. So he pulls it out, we start writing, and Mr. Moser goes, that looks like the other half of the paper. And we said, oh, no. So he put it in his suitcase. He said, oh, I'm going to check it after class. So me and Steve looked at each other and said, we've got a whole class to figure out how to get that paper out of his briefcase. So us being very ingenious, you know, we're not hurtful or harmful or anything like that. We just like having fun. So we devised a way where we'd have somebody fall in the middle of the aisle and so he would have to come over and look at him to see if he's okay. So we had Barkley. He, he was a good actor. He would trip. Oh, 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 and he'd fall over a couple of desks. And Mr. Moser comes over and looks, what, what's going on here? Meanwhile, we're going and getting the, the paper out of the briefcase and, and taking it out so that at the end of the day, he could not find it. Well, glory to God. Amen? Now, that seems pretty hurtful, not, not very hurtful or harmful. But even though times have changed, there is still the problem of having not to allow people influence you the wrong way. Can I get a witness over here in the youth department? We had to, and we had to keep covering up our tracks because, you know, sin has a way of taking you farther than you want to go, keeping you longer than you want to stay, and making you pay much, much more than you want to pay. But we have a friend in Jesus. Amen? What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs, Griefs to bear, and what a privilege it is to carry all of our, everything in prayer. So, when you think about the salvation and what God did for us through Jesus Christ, when you think about how he died in agony on the cross, and what he did so that we could have eternal life, what he did so that we can have life more abundantly, what he did so that we can live a peaceable life, all we can do is put some rejoicing in our heart, put some amen on our lips, put a hallelujah in your shout. Put some clapping in your hands. Stand up on your uh, legs and, and put some dancing in your feet and say, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, for what you did. Glory to God. What a friend we have in Jesus. You can take uh, all your cares to him. Amen? Now, the Bible says that he was a propitiation for our sins. How many of you know what propitiation means? It's a sacrifice. It's, it's like washing away your sins. And I can remember when I was in school, you ever had this happen to you? We did so bad on the test, the teacher came in and said, you all did so bad, we're going to wipe those, that test out and start over and do another test. Ha! Has that ever happened to you? That happened to me. And I said, whoa, that is wonderful. That's a new start. But Jesus said that about our lives. You know, you messed up, you didn't do right, but you know what? I'm going to give you a new start in the Lord. I'm going to renew you know, your life. And so we can start all over again and wipe out our results from what you had. So he says, if you accept me in your life, I will be with you. I will help you. I will be, I will send the comforter. And what will he do? He will counsel us. He will help us. He'll intercede for us. He'll be our advocate, our strengthener, and our standby. He said, he will teach you all things and he will cause you to recall or remind you of everything and bring it to your remembrance, everything that I've told you. That's like taking a test and the teacher's right there helping you. Isn't that good news? When you start to do something wrong, the Holy Spirit will say, no, you shouldn't do that. 
See, I didn't have the Holy Spirit when I was in grade school. I just did whatever I felt like doing. The Bible says that everyone did what was right in their own sight. And whatever we thought of, whatever we could think of, that's what we would do. Like my friend, uh, he got me in so much trouble. I went over to his house. He was a good golfer. And he would hit a golf ball over the houses that were in front of him, you know, the kind of far away. And he'd hit like, you know, 200, 300 yards. And I go, wow, that's pretty cool. I go, isn't that kind of dangerous? He goes, only if you, if you miss it. Only if you, you shank it or you, you know, don't hit it right. So me, being so persuaded, went to my house, teed up the ball on the lawn, and I had some houses out there. So I was hitting a couple over the houses. Oh, it looks so beautiful. He said, that's the way you, you build up, you know, pressure and, and seeing how well you can do under pressure. So I said, okay. So I did. I, I hit about five or six of them. I was fine. And then I hit one. Not that good. It was a line drive, and it was headed right to a parked car. And I said, oh, Lord, help me, help me, help me, because I could just see a dent or a broken window. Luckily, or, you know, thanking God, it hit the tire, and it didn't hit the hubcap. It hit the tire and bounced off. I said, okay, I'm done with that, you know. So I'm going to ask you, who are your friends? Are they helping you, or are they hurting you? <laughs> we, we watch that TV show. Do you, are you going to love it, or are you going to list it? So are your friends, are they, are they hurting you, or are they helping you? Is there someone in your life that makes you better? Someone who God uses to push you to his ordained uh, destiny for your life. Someone who is not just wasting your time and keeping you mired in misery, but someone that has got you to be able to step up your purposes in life. Is there someone that you're with to bring you along God's path for fulfillment of his plan for your life. So I have listed here five types of people, count them, five types of people that we need to have in our lives. The first one, you ready, is a comforter. You know, someone say, uh, you know, a comforter is someone that will tell you everything is going to work out, even though things are not going good for you. Maybe the circumstances uh, have got you down, and people have said bad things about you, and, and uh, things look like it's not going your way. They come along and said, no, the God's plans for you haven't changed. I'm here to encourage you and comfort you. Someone can help you when you're hurting. Amen? You need a comforter because life will inevitably hurt you. People will let you down. People that you thought you could trust will stab you in the back. Can I get an amen? Enemies will try to take you down. Co-workers will turn on you. Your supervisors will be fickle and promise you things that they can't do. The world has a way of wounding, I mean, of wounding and bruising you and hurting the very core that you are, uh, the who, uh, core of who you are. As a matter of fact, if you've been here long enough, you know there will be some hurt in this world. It doesn't matter how great you are, how bad you are, how wonderful you think you are. Somebody is going to need some help sometime. I think that's a Dean Martin so song, isn't it? I think it goes, uh, everybody <laughs> needs somebody sometime. All right. So th the friend is there to believe the best of you when you don't think uh, things are going right. Someone to remind you that God's still in control. When you get bad news and somebody has hurt you, you need someone to come alongside and be like a spiritual nurse to you. Amen. Can you, have, you, have you had experience in any of those? Or are you that person? Are you there to be there for somebody else? And Because you have to be careful of your feelings. Your feelings will dictate what you're going to do. And a lot of times, it's not a good compass of how you're supposed to react. Sometimes if you're hurt, you'll hurt other people. Sometimes you'll hurt and you'll take a different perspective on things. And God's saying, no, I, I want you to be clean and clear and be able to react in an appropriate manner. Can I get an amen? All right. First, first type of person is a comforter. Amen. Second is a challenger. And I mean this in a good way. Someone that provokes you into good works. Someone whose life or testimony makes you feel that you need to step it up. The Bible says to exhort one another daily while it is called today. Now, I have somebody that I've been challenging, and they've been challenging me these last couple of weeks while we're in COVID. We can't, we, we can't say we're just going to stand back and not do anything. You're still supposed to be able to do something, be creative. So I was telling, talking to Lily Goucher, and I said, we can still witness. We, wherever we go, whatever we do, we can still talk to them about the Lord. She goes, yeah, you're right. 
So two people came, two contractors came to her house, and she said, well, I'm going to try it out. And the, the people, they, didn't, they looked kind of gruff, didn't look like they were ready for the Lord. But as she began to talk to them, she found out, yeah, they, they need the Lord. They're, they have a soft heart. So lo and behold, she was able to witness to them and get them saved. So she texts me, hey, I just got uh, my first two salvations with a mask. <laughs> kind of hard to do it in a mask. And I said, okay, well, that's a challenge. So I said, okay, well, my wife and I the other day, we went to the vitamin store to pick up some vitamins. And the lady there, very sweet lady, uh, uh, Chinese lady, she said, uh, I said, are you, uh, do you go to church on Sunday? She said, uh, no, I'm Catholic. I go, oh, Catholic, Catholic, that's good. I used to be Catholic. I go, do you know what the difference is between being a Catholic and a Christian? Anybody know? If you ask a Catholic, are you going to heaven? They say, I hope so. If you ask a, if you ask a Christian, they said, I know so. I said, would you like to know so? She said, yes. I go, well, praise God. And, and I don't know what, I, I was walking out the door, and the Lord just kind of spoke to my heart, not in audible words, but just kind of that thing like, you better go back in there. You ever had that feeling where you better do, if you don't do this, you're not listening to me. It's kind of like when I was a young boy, and we would go visit our relatives in New York, and my mother, all she had to do was look at you. And we, she made us sit on the couch, and she said, don't move, don't ask for anything, don't talk, don't do nothing, just sit there. Yes, Mom. And if you're sitting in there, see, now we have ADD. We didn't have ADD in those days. Th they'd slap it out of us, you know. <laughs> if you're not going to sit still, we'll, we'll make you sit still. So <laughs> if you had this idea, like if you were looking at their their wall, and you wanted to touch a picture or look at something, and my mom would be watching me, you know, the watchful eye, she'd be looking at me, and she'd just give me that look, like, you better not touch anything. That same feeling that I had. <laughs> the Lord said, you better go back in there. So I went back in there, I said, do you mind if I pray with you? And I led her in the sinner's prayer, and hallelujah, she felt, the, I mean, the presence of the Lord came on us while we were in that store, because COVID, not too many people are in the stores. So lo and behold, she re received the Lord. And so I go home, I go, that's pretty cool. Then we had our plumber come to the house to do some repair work. You know, uh, plumbers do plumbing. And so they, he came and he was doing it and we were talking. And um, after a while, I, I, I asked him about his family life. You know, so you just got to, you know, warm yourself up to him. And he was telling me. And then he went outside to do up the invoice. And the Lord said, go outside and talk to him. I don't mean an audible voice, but I just mean, you know, we have the mind of Christ and God's going to talk to us. And so I went out there and I said, well, do you go to church on Sunday? Do you have a chance to? He goes, I haven't been to church for a while. He said, I've had some problems. I went to jail and uh, spent some time. And then I came out and five weeks later, I went back into jail. I go, well, what did you do? He said, well, the first one was G I got caught uh, in GTA. Anybody know what GTA is? Okay, you guys aren't saved, okay? <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Okay, I didn't know what it was either. <laughs> and so uh, he said, yeah, I went for a couple of years, and then I got out. My, my brother had some brass knuckles that he had, and I said, what are you doing? He said, what are you doing with those? And he took them in his car, and lo and behold, he got pulled over. They found the brass knuckles. He went back into prison for a couple of years, and he was mad at God. He hadn't been to church in about 25 years. And I said, well, you know what? Let me pray with you. Let, he says, I miss, I miss the, the joy of his salvation. I miss coming and being with the Lord. I said, let's pray. And I prayed, and the Lord touched him, and it was beautiful. He said, I feel so good now. And I gave him, like Marianne said, a video of uh, our service. He said he would listen to it. Hopefully he's listening to it, listening to it now. And uh, so I was happy to go back and text Lily, okay, I got two more, all right? Uh, Top that, you know. And so she texts me back a little bit later on the day. She said, well, I went to my hairdresser, and she's from China, and I don't know if she spoke Mandarin or, or uh, Cantonese. We had a hard time, you know, talking, but I led her to the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. She said, I, she said, I didn't know if I was getting through with the language, but she did accept the Lord, and she's going to call her family back in China and lead them to the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. So you need someone to challenge you. 
Okay, are you being challenged now? You, you can do things for the Lord. Glory to God. So Marianne was saying that um, we, need to, we, we need to watch videos sometimes and listen to things on the Internet so that you can be encouraged. I learned when I was uh, getting the master's, uh, in the master's class at Life Pacific University, that says you can be challenged by someone either in the Bible or someone in person or someone that you hear about what they've been doing. So uh, we were listening to this TV show, my wife and I, about this guy. He's a minister. He's had great success in healing. And so the Lord called him over to Italy to teach healing and pray for the sick. So he went over there, and uh, the place that he was staying, one of the hosts said, could you uh, do us a favor? We have a friend who's in the hospital. He's brain dead. He uh, got shot by his uncle, and if he dies, the uncle's going to go to prison because it'll be murder. He says, sure, I'll go. So he goes in there, and he says, Italy is not like any other country. He said he goes into the hospital. It's a big room at the top, like the seventh floor, and he's got, they got windows with no glass in it, birds flying in and flying out. And he said, man, he said, well, he said, the guy's name is Angelo. He was the only one that could go in. So he sees Angelo there. And so he just goes over, and this guy prays so nonchalantly, so, so softly. You think nothing's going to happen. He just walks over and says, uh, Angelo, I come to wake you up. So wake up, Angelo. Let your body functions come back. Let your brain come back and have a perfect mind and remember everything that is going on. In Jesus' name, amen. So he walks out of the room, and all the Italians are there. So uh, did the Lord speak to you? He said, no. Uh, I mean, he said, yeah. He, he spoke to me. He spoke to me out of Mark 16. Lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. He said, oh, you mean you, he didn't speak to you? Yeah, he spoke to me. He said, Mark 16, you shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. But did you hear him say that? Yeah, he said it in Mark chapter 16. We'll lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And he walked, he walked off. And so at night, he's getting ready to go to bed, and he, he, they call him on the intercom and says, uh, they want to uh, talk to you. I said, okay. So the Italian guy comes up, and he says, uh, he's hemming and hawing, you know. He's wondering, what, what's he going to say? He's just kind of saying, well, well, what is it? Uh, uh, Angelo. So well, what about Angelo? Um, Angelo, hmm. Angelo, uh, he died. Angelo, he, uh, no more, he did. And so <laughs> he was waiting for the guy, the minister, to say, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't, you know, I'm s sorry that happened, and, uh, you know, give him an excuse of why it did happen. But he wouldn't do that. So he said, so he's, the uh, Italian is still waiting for him to say something. He didn't say anything. He said, okay, well, um, We'll see you in the morning. <laughs> That's the way the real Italians back in Italy talk. They're very polite, you know. Okay, so we see you in the morning. And so he, so the guy went into the elevator. He told his wife, I'm going to go pray. So he went in the elevator, seven floors down, and he's talking to God this way. Now, I don't talk to God this way. I've heard some people did, but he talked to God, and he said, Lord, this is not the way it's supposed to be. You sent me here to pray for the sick. And that they would recover. You told me to come here, teach healing, and pray. And I don't expect them to die after I pray for them. So you better do something. You better raise them from the dead or I quit. I mean, who talks to God that way? So then he prayed in the spirit for about 45 minutes. And then he went to bed. Got up the next morning. He get ready for service. They put the, the mic on him and everything. And so his friends come and go, oh, did you hear about Angelo? He said, well, yeah, you told me, Angelo, he died. No, he's not dead no more. He said, he'll raise up. Uh, he's, he see everything now. He talk and he, he move. And he said, well, glory to God. Amen. And that's the kind of faith like Marianne was talking about. We can't give up even when the person dies. What you said has to come to pass. So what you're experiencing, what you're seeing, you don't l just stay there. You believe God is working. The Bible says that he will confirm his word with what? Signs following. You speak the word and the signs will follow you. Praise God. Amen. So what kind of friends do we need? We need ones that will comfort you. We need ones that will challenge you. And we need some that will confront you. 
<laughs> Glory to God. Uh, don't you like that? People confronting you and telling you, well, you're doing wrong. You're not acting right. You know, you've got a bad attitude. Anybody ever have that happen to you? Yeah, okay. Uh, hopefully that's not your boss because then you're really in trouble. But the Bible says iron sharpeth iron. Some people have an iron deficiency. You don't have people around you to tell you that you're doing wrong. And a lot of times, you think you're doing right. Now, Solomon had this problem. Solomon started off with a bang. I mean, uh, God said, this uh, Solomon I love. But then what happened? He got 700 wives, 300 concubines. Something's wrong here, right? The boy had a problem. <laughs> but nobody was bold enough to tell him. Nobody was there to confront him. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. Someone that has a good relationship with you and has your own best interest at heart can come along and talk to you about your attitude. Maybe the way you're conducting your business. Maybe you need to forgive someone. If you're continually talking, I can't forgive that person, they did this. You need to change your thinking. Or maybe you ought to be a tither and see the blessings of God come true in your life. But you have to have a good attitude when you confront somebody. You just can't be, you know, all hard on them. Uh, I had one lady, she was telling me her, her daughter died from smoking. She got lung cancer. And so she was walking at Walmart the other day, and she sees someone that's smoking, and she just politely went up and says, you know, I just lost my daughter from lung cancer from smoking. And if you want to see your children and your grandchildren, you might want to not do that so much. And the woman looked at her, and you know, usually when you tell people to stop smoking, they say, well, who are you to tell me what to do? And she said, you know, usually I don't listen to people, but you know what? I'm going to listen to you. And she put it out. Because what? She came with a soft heart. She came with a, wa a willingness to help someone. There was a story in the Bible about King David. He was riding along, and this guy comes and starts throwing rocks at him and saying, let me see the, the actual word. He says, uh, uh, he cursed David. He says, uh, Get out, get out, you murderer, you scoundrel. The Lord has repaid you for all the blood that you have shed in the household of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. The Lord has given the kingdom into your son Absalom. You have come to ruin because you're a murderer. And so David's men said, what do we should do about this dead dog? Let's just off with his head. And David said, no, maybe he's speaking the oracles of God. If God called him to say that to me, Possibly it's from the Lord. And lo and behold, when David went to build the temple, what did God say to him? You're a man of bloody hands. You're a man of war. I don't want you to build my temple. I want Solomon, a man of peace, to build my temple. So a lot of times people will tell you stuff. Maybe it's not of the right spirit. Maybe it's kind of harsh. But take it to heart and say, well, maybe, maybe I need to correct some things. Maybe I need to change some things. You all know Elvis Presley, right? He died at a young age. And why? Because he kept taking drugs. And Elvis, uh, his wife Priscilla said, you know what? No one could tell Elvis what to do. We tried to tell him to stop taking, but if you tried to tell him something, you'd be gone. You'd be fired in a minute. So we don't want to be like uh, Elvis Presley. We want to listen to those uh, that are speaking to us. Solomon, who was supposed to be the wisest man on the face of the earth, did some gr uh, crazy things. Didn't even listen to his own message. So what do we got here? We got Somebody that can comfort you, someone that can challenge you, someone that can confront you. And the fourth thing, and I won't take much time on these, someone that can counsel you. Amen? W why do we need counsel? Because we don't know everything. You know? We, we, maybe our perception is off. There's not things, you know, we don't know everything, and uh, we don't, everything that we think is not always right. Can you believe that? I had someone called me today and said, you know what, we, we wanted to have a party, uh, you know, in, in another week for my birthday. And I said, I don't think so. That, that doesn't sound like a good idea at all. Most people that we find out that have get the COVID, they, they went to a little family party and lo and behold, somebody comes in and that's it. So sometimes you have to listen to wise counsel, praise God, so that we're not fools. Uh, you counsel on how to get the best out of your life. With people that have been around 
longer than you. People have been walked around the block, climbed the mountain. They can look back and say, well, you know, this is what you need to do. This, this is a way you can make your life better. Praise the Lord. Like we, ha we have a pastor's meeting every Wednesday morning and uh, with other pastors in the Foursquare denomination. And so we went over what we're going to be doing on the lawn. And I asked, what do you guys think? He said, that's good. And so I told them our plans, and they said, well, that's good. Let me give you some microphones. Let me give you s this tripod. Let me give you some uh, tips on how to do the lighting when we were inside. And so they helped us. I got wise counsel. Praise God. Get wise counsel. In a multitude of counsel, there is safety. And the last one, which is what I like, is get a celebrator. Someone that will celebrate life with you. When you do good things, when good things happen in your life, you can go to them and say, hey, guess what? I got somebody saved. Uh, guess what? I just lost some weight. Uh, check it out. I just got a good health report. Uh, you know, I just got a raise on my job. I just got a promotion. Hallelujah. Great. Go glory to God. God is working in your life. You need someone to come alongside of you and celebrate with you. Otherwise, you're just going to be all mundane and board and everything like if you tell someone i just got a job or just got a promotion and they say well that's good but i've had a bad day <laughs> that that the, that doesn't help you right so who is the one that you can tell when something good happens to you do they rejoice with you do they look forward and, and and celebrate with you that's what we need to do we need to have people that have the spirit of david who says bless the lord oh my soul and all that is in that is within me Amen. He says, come, let us magnify the Lord and let us exalt his name together. Sometimes we just have to get out of the mully grubs. You know, I was doing that this morning and I was praying hard, praying. And I said, wait a minute, I need to celebrate. I need to rejoice in the Lord. I go, Lord, I'm so happy I'm going to see you someday. I'm so happy that you're with me. I'm so happy that you're going to be with us. on the You have to get happy. Amen. The Bible says rejoice with those that are rejoicing. God's rejoicing over us, singing over us and celebrating us, we should have that same spirit of celebration. Amen? So, to recap, five types of persons, for those of you that are taking notes, those of you that are keeping scorecards. First one is a comforter to help you in tough times. A challenger to push you to reach your potential in Christ. A confronter to check you when you're doing wrong. A counselor to help you make wise decisions, and a celebrator to rejoice with you in the good times of your life. Amen? So let's bow our heads as we pray. Father, we thank you that we look forward to having good friends, godly friends in our lives that can encourage us and bring us into the nurture and admonition of the Lord and keep us uh, rejoicing in you. So Father, teach us how to look for those types of people that can be those to us. And Lord, Help us to be that to other people as well. Look at people that are younger than us and give them wise counsel. Look for people that we can comfort. Look at people that we can rejoice with them and make their lives special. So, Father, I just thank you that you do that in us. And we give you the praise and the glory and the honor. And all agreed said? Amen. Now, every day or every Sunday, as the pastors are in the other Foursquare churches, we are giving an altar call because we get like over 200 people that view the broadcast. And so there might be someone out there that's flipping through and going through Facebook and say, you know what, I like what you're saying, and I wish I had uh, that kind of spirit on the inside of me. So I look to you, and I say, if that's you, and you say, you know what, you haven't accepted, the Jesus, you haven't accepted Jesus yet, you're not adopted into the family, you can do that with one simple prayer. So let's pray that together. Say, Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins, I invite you in, Lord, to take over my life, forgive me of my sins, and let me live with you forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So if you answered that, you can uh, look on the, our website. It's up on the screen there. And just click on contact and put your name and your phone number or your email, and we'll contact you and kind of encourage you to keep moving on in the things of the Lord. Or if you say, you know, I just want to call, there's a number uh, that you can call. It's 626-332-1472. Again, I want to thank you for coming out and listening. I hope it encouraged you and that you're ready to move on a new week doing new things for the Lord. Amen? Amen. Well, as, as Pastor said...
We need a celebrator, right? So let's celebrate this final song. With a broken heart, and you picked me up apart. From the ash, I was born again. Forever safe in the Savior's hand. You are more than words could say. You follow, Lord, all of my days, and my eyes will fall away. Forever free, unending grace. Cause you are, you are, you are, you are My freedom lift you up higher, higher Your love, your love, your love Never ending, oh, oh, oh You're alive with us No time to take your place You are all I ever need Your love is there to set me free darkest night let your love be a shining light breaking chains holding me set your son to set me free everything this world will fade i'm pressing on to see your face and you'll live and it'll be done i won't stop till the kingdom come Cause now you are, you are, you are, you are my freedom Lift you higher, lift you higher You are, your love, your love is never ending Oh, oh, oh Have a great day everybody Thanks for being here today We'll see you next week Tell a friend Thank you everybody Have a great day